Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Numbers 26, census of a new generation. Then it came about after the plague that the Lord spoke to Moses and to Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saying, Take a sentence of all the congregation of the sons of Israel from 20 years old and upward by their father's households, whoever is able to go out to war in Israel. So Moses and Eleazar, the priests, spoke with them in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Take a census of the people from 20 years old and upward, as the Lord has commanded Moses. Now the sons of Israel who came out of the land of Egypt were Reuben, Israel's firstborn, the sons of Reuben, of Hanak, the family of the Hanakites, of Palu, the family of the Paluites, of Hezron, the family of the Hezronites, of Carmi, the family of the Carmites. These are the families of the Reubenites, and those who were numbered of them were 43,730. The son of Palu, Eliab. The sons of Eliab, Nemuel and Dathan and Abiram. These are the Dathan and Abiram who were called by the congregation who contended against Moses and against Aaron in the company of Korah when they contended against the Lord and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up along with Korah. When that company died, when the fire devoured 250 men so that they became a warning. The sons of Korah, however, did not die. The sons of Simeon, according to their families, of Nemuel, the, the family of Nemulites, of Jamin, the family of Jamanites, of Jachin, 
the family of Jaconites, of Zerah, the family of Zerites, of Shaul, the family of the Shaulites. These are the families of the Sibionites, 22,200. The sons of Gad, according to their families, of Zephon, the family of the Zephonites, of Haggai, the family of the Haggites, of Shuni, the family of the Shunites, of Ozni, the family of the Oznites, of Eri, the family of the Erites, of Arad, the family of the Eridites, of Areli, the family of the Aralites. These are the families of the sons of Gad, according to those who were numbered of them, 40,500. The sons of Judah were Er and Onan, but Er and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Judah, according to their families, were of Shelah, the family of the Shelanites, of Perez, the family of the Perizzites, of Zerah, the family of the Zerubites. The sons of Perez were of Hezron, the family of the Hezronites, of Hamul, the family of the Hamulites. These are the families of Judah, according to those who were numbered of them, 76,500. The sons of Issachar, according to their families, of Tola, the family of the Tolites, of Puva, the family of the Punites, of Jashub, the family of the Jashubites, of Shimron, the family of the Shimronites. These are the families of Issachar, according to those who are numbered of them, 64,300. The sons of Zebulun, according to their families, are Sarid, the family of the Syridites, of Elon, the family of the Elonites, of Jalil, the family of the Jalilites. These are the families of the Zebulunites, according to those who are numbered of them, 60,500. The sons of Joseph, according to their families, Manasseh and Ephraim. The sons of Manasseh, of Machir, the family of the Machirites. And Machir became the father of Gilead, of Gilead, the family of the Gileadites. These are the sons of Gilead, of Lezer, the family of the Israelites, of Helek, the family of the Helekites, of Asriel, the family of the Asrielites, and of Shechem, the family of the Shechemites, and of Shemida, the family of the Shemidites, and of Hefer, the family of the Heferites. Now, Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, had no sons but only daughters, and the names of the daughters of Zelophehad are Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milcha, and Tirzah. These are the families of Manasseh, and those who were numbered of them were 52,700. These are the sons of Ephraim, according to their families of Shuthalah, the family of the Shuthalites, of Becher, the family of the Becherites, of Taon, the family of the Taonites. These are the sons of Shuthalah of Aran, the family of the Aranites. These are the families of the sons of Ephraim, according to those who were numbered of them, 32,500. These are the sons of Joseph, according to their families. The sons of Benjamin, according to their families, of Bela, the family of Belaites, of Ashbel, the family of Ashbelites, of Ahiram, the family of Ahiramites, of Shafufam, the family of the Shafufamites, of Hufam, the family of the Hufamites. The sons of Bela were Ard and Naaman, of Ard, the family of Ardites, and of Naaman, the family of the Naamites. These are the sons of Benjamin, according to their families and those who were numbered of them were 45,600. These are the sons of Dan, according to their families of Shuam, the family of the Shuamites. These are the families of Dan, according to their families. All the families of the Shuamites, according to those who were numbered of them were 64,400. The sons of Asher, according to their families, of Imah, the family of Emnites, of Ishvi, the family of the Ishvites, of Beriah, the family of the Berites, of the sons of Beriah, of Heber, the family of the Heberites, of Malchiel, the family of the Malchielites, 
the name of the daughter of Asher was Sarah. These are the families of the sons of Asher, according to those who are numbered of them, 53,400. The sons of Naphtali, according to their families, of Jazeel, the family of Jazeelites, of Guni, the family of Gunites, of Jezer, the family of Jezerites, of Shalem, the family of Shalemites. These are the families of Naphtali, according to their families, and those who are numbered of them are 45,400. These are those who are numbered of the sons of Israel, 601,730. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Among these the land shall be divided for an inheritance according to the number of names. To the larger group you shall increase their inheritance, and to the smaller group you shall diminish their inheritance. Each shall be given their inheritance according to those who are numbered of them. But the land shall be divided by lot. They shall receive their inheritance according to the names of the tribes of their fathers. According to the selection by lot, their inheritance shall be divided between the larger and smaller groups. These are those who are numbered of the Levites, according to their families, of Gershon, the family of Gershonites, of Kohath, the family of the Kohathites, of Merari, the family of the Merarites. These are the families of Levi, the family of the Libnites, the family of the Hebronites, the family of the Malites, the family of the Mushites, the family of the Korahites. Kohath became the father of Amram. The name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt, and she bore the Amram, Aaron and Moses, and their sister Miriam. To Aaron were born Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died when they offered strange fire before the Lord. Those who were numbered of them were 23,000, every male from a month old and upward, for they were not numbered among the sons of Israel, since no inheritance was given to them among the sons of Israel. These are those who are numbered by Moses and Eleazar, the priest, who numbered the sons of Israel in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. But among these was not a man of those who were numbered by Moses and Aaron, the priest, who numbered the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said of them, They shall surely die in the wilderness, and not a man was left of them, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. I found many times whenever I'm going through and looking at these uh, census or the the lineage as you're looking in the Bible, you can do some cross-referencing in these names and uh, you can see that God's intentional. He wouldn't want us to miss something. So he's going to put all of this out there. But here's one of the big points that I have when you start looking at how important genealogy and ancestry is with with God think about your family and put your name somewhere in there 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 are going to be people following your generation so when your family is looking back on your generation how are they going to remember your relationship with God are they going to be able to look up on a mantle and see maybe a picture of families or generations or even a person who was really responsible for drawing their family closer to God? Are they going to be able to look and see somebody or some people or generations whose life really reflected moving further from God? It's important to him. Therefore, it should be important to us. Because even though we don't know our grandchildren, we don't know our great-grandchildren, we don't know 
Some of us don't even know our children yet. Doesn't mean that God doesn't already know them. And God has a purpose for them. The ones who are here, the ones who have already gone, and the ones who are still to come. So it's important that we continually pursue and grow closer to God and draw our families closer to God. Not closer to religion, not closer to tradition, not closer to a building, but closer to God and God's word. So that the truth that God has in his word can be taught to our families. It's important that that is the focus. Because imagine if everything that you know now, wherever you are in your life, imagine if someone before you, and maybe some of you have had this huge blessing, but that's not the case for all of us. But imagine if someone before you had already given you all the information that you have right now, early on. How much further along in your walk would you be? For my wife and I, our biggest goal, uh, or one of our biggest goals, is for our kids to outdo us in the kingdom. That means that I need to give them the foundation up to the knowledge and understanding that I have to give them a higher foundation when they begin. Well, Father, thank you that you give us a responsibility of generations. I ask that you could bless the older generations as they've shared wisdom and experience and that you could also encourage the younger generations to learn from that experience, that experience could be the teacher for them and that they could learn obedience through other people's failures rather than having to go experience it themselves. And I pray the foundations that are laid before these generations could be so solid and so based just on you and your word that they could be unbreakable. Father, we know that what you put together lasts for eternity. And I pray that it would be your kingdom and your foundation that's built under this generation that's rising up. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to 
to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.